0: the Go Blue Crew. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. We are wrapping up Michigan's football season today because they lost to Georgia in the college football playoff semifinal game. Derek, uh, it was a tough one to watch, man. It was it was definitely you know difficult to go all four quarters. And I saw some people on Twitter who just decided to bow out early, and I respect that. I was in it the whole way. Uh, did you watch the whole way through?
1: Yeah, I know we were talking about me bowing out of the Michigan basketball game last night, which we'll probably get to at some point. Well, too, yeah, no, in
0: due that, time
1: for the semifinal. I was I was there. To me, it wasn't the most painful loss. It, I agree. I guess I was able to, you know, just tip my cap to Georgia and say, that's a better team all around, like just fair and square. They're the better team, better execution, better yeah. coach that day. You know, it, I feel like so, we
0: forgot how, like because yeah. of the way Michigan played against Ohio state and then like breezing through, uh, Iowa and the big 10 championship. Like we forgot that Michigan doesn't necessarily have that top tier talent. And then you, go like you watch a team like Georgia and you're like oh yeah like it's clear like like every guy on that roster you know you match him up against his counterpart and and like more than likely like they're winning one-on-one I I, that was just uh that was a dominant dominant showing that you know maybe if you're Michigan and I I, this was my silver lining if you're Michigan uh you look at Georgia and think like that's pretty much exactly what we want to be I'm sure Jim Harbaugh, if you gave him some truth serum, is looking over at Kirby Smart in that sideline thinking like, gosh, like that's what I want Michigan to be. That really physical team that, you know, is still, uh, you know, not not just like the the blue-collar, you know, turning three stars into dudes kind of program, but just like we're bringing in loads of talent. We're matching up physically with everyone we play and beating them physically that's what Jim Harbaugh wants. And, and I guess maybe looking across sideline, looking across the line of scrimmage and seeing that gives you an idea as like a player and a coach, like, okay, there's the bar. This is exactly what we have to, uh, you know, go after. Maybe it m- just made it crystal clear, like what's still left to, to do as a program.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times you look at teams in, in general or especially teams in other conferences and, You don't really see you know where Jim Harbaugh fits uh, with the way that team's playing Georgia like you said is is probably exactly what Jim Harbaugh wants in a lot of ways Uh, you know especially being able to use receivers uh, running backs as receivers you know get a guy like Donovan Edwards who actually looked like he belonged on that field you know if you you look around you know Cade McNamara looked very human and very average as a quarterback Uh, Georgia doesn't have the best quarterback You know, someone who a lot of Georgia fans didn't even want to start that game, yet lit it up because of the playmakers around him and just made good decisions overall. But there were a few guys on Michigan's team that looked like they belonged out there pound for pound, Uh, you know, athleticism versus athleticism. And then there were a couple of guys that did not, and that's kind of what shows the talent gap. But, yeah, it's a little bit easier to lose to a team that you just know is better. I mean, it's it's, – there's no doubt that Jim Harbaugh wants to have the execution Georgia had wants to have the strength Georgia has. And then, you know, playmakers, Michigan has a ton of them. Uh, they need a ton more apparently to, to hang in the college football semifinal.
0: Yeah. As I told a couple people, um, your, your worst day in the college football playoff is better than your best day sitting at home or better than your best day at the sun bowl or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, no consolation prizes—they don't give those out. But uh, I mean, that's that's something like we talked about—you know—a couple times beforehand. It it shouldn't take long as a fan to get to the point where, you're like, yeah, you know, they lost to Georgia. I mean, they lost a college football playoff semifinal game. That you know, two teams do that every single season, and uh, you know, you can just look back on everything Michigan accomplished and and be like, that that was a very very good season. You brought up Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, and of course we got to talk about that because I feel like it's the only thing we're going to talk about all off-season. Uh, we have a full seasons of work to look at, and and yes, it's it's undeniably true that Cade McNamara looked very pedestrian against Georgia, uh, had uh, you know probably easily his worst game of the season. Uh, J.J. McCarthy handles most of the second half, throws a touchdown pass, looked a little more poised in the pocket. Uh, one game doesn't you know, sway things too significantly, but looking at the whole body of work, do you feel like we're moving in a direction where J.J. McCarthy takes over as a starter at some point, or did you see enough from Cade McNamara that's like, he's the dude, he's not going to let anybody take that from him?
1: I think the writing's on the wall now, and I think that's tough going into the off season. You, you don't want to see, you know, a guy like Cade McNamara even transfer. You know, you want that guy in your team fighting for a starting spot. You know, I think J.J.'s elevated his play. I think Cade's elevated J.J.'s play. You know, J.J.'s playing from behind. Um, but what you saw on the field and what Jim Harbaugh said, you know, they felt like J.J. was their best chance to escape the, the, the sacks um that, that's what he does and, and he was he's showing us things all year that make you see his potential and, and why you know a lot of teams are probably finding ways to get a hold of his family whatever they need to do to say hey you'll you will not uh sit behind anybody at, at this program uh, no, champ, <laughs> in, no chance no uh, chance yeah, to fill in the blank yeah, no yeah. no uh no quarterback battle no offseason you know drama like you will you will start we will <laughs> you know we will make you our number one but you know, I look at that game specifically, and I looked at the snap count. Uh, it's 35 for Cade McNamara and 30 for J.J. McCarthy. So only five more snaps for McNamara. And I felt like more than that, maybe because some of his snaps were, were worse or at a you know pivotal point in the first half where Michigan just had to get some offense going, had to get more points on the board. But when J.J. Yeah. came in, he, he provided a different element. And with an offseason, uh, I, I think he's going to develop in a lot of ways as a leader. Uh, one of the things he was lacking, and then just, you know, he's got great poise. It's just, uh, you know, maybe making the safe play over the wild play once in a while. And I think once you get those two things, there's there's no chance anybody else on that roster starts.
0: Yeah, I think there's, like, no doubt that if, if J.J. McCarthy reaches his ceiling or even gets close to it, that there's another quarterback on the roster who's better than him the the thing that kept Cade McNamara in the starting role all season was that he just like did not make negative plays. He avoided turnovers. He didn't take sacks that changed against Georgia and Michigan's offense just had nothing going like they, they couldn't avoid that Michigan's uh, MO all season was like staying on schedule, setting up a bunch of third and threes and stuff like that. And they just couldn't do it against Georgia and when you all of a sudden get in that situation, you're like, okay, well, like we need a real playmaker at quarterback now. Uh, that kind of makes the the choice obvious, at least you know it appeared to for for Harbaugh. There, it's like we we gotta go with JJ McCarthy, get him in there. Like you said, I mean, avoid sacks, avoid uh, you know the, the, the detrimental negative plays, and and yeah, he's gonna let it rip. You know, he might he might do something uh, dumb might make a freshman mistake, whatever. But I mean, at that point in the game, it's, you know, it's a lost cause anyway, but uh, you know, the the fact that he brings more in that category, I think it does. It makes it such a, such a nice little battle to pay attention to. And I'm sure it won't just be us as Michigan fans, but you know, the college football world at large, it's going to be really interested to see like, does a, a quarterback who took his team to the college football playoff, get replaced by, you know, at the point of a sophomore, that'll be fun.
1: I think the tape for JJ couldn't be better. You know, it shows that he was able to do things that the starting quarterback was not against a team that Michigan clearly wasn't going to beat uh, once the game started. Uh, I think that JJ, his ceiling is, is exactly obviously what puts him in that starting role. But I, I think you just have to look at what Stetson Bennett did, a guy again, who was one of two quarterbacks that could have started, uh, you know, probably half the fan base loves him. Uh, you know, didn't have maybe the, the entire, you know, support of even guys on the team. You know, he's just the guy that was charted out there. And what he was able to do dynamically to avoid the pass rush, the little pass rush Michigan got, which was like nothing, or, you know, just make a play with his legs. You know, he was doing things that J.J. Um, McCarthy is going to do a lot more often than Cade McNamara. So yeah, it's it's probably JJ's team moving forward. I think we'll notice that even uh, in his leadership, you know, probably availability for the media. Uh, I think it's it's time to to ride that train. You know, I wish I wish it would have happened earlier. I think going into halftime, I was already so frustrated with how it was going. I was like, just put JJ out now. Like yeah. it can't get much worse than what we saw in the first half. And you're not getting back into that game at that point anyway. But I think yeah, I think you have. You know, a better chance, and for JJ too. You know, I, I'd say next year, my early prediction, he throws 10 plus interceptions. So like he's a guy who's gonna throw some dangerous passes. But I don't remember what Kate ended with, 15, 16 touchdown passes. JJ throws for 10, 15 more. So if you can balance that out with your interceptions, I guess you can afford to throw a few more of them. But he's gonna he's gonna make the wild play. Uh, he's gonna make the dangerous play. But he's gonna make more plays in general at the quarterback position. So that's your starter. I'm pretty confident.
0: All right, before we switch sports and uh, go to basketball, Jim Harbaugh, his name is getting thrown around There is possibly being linked to a couple NFL jobs, including the Raiders. Uh, it, I mean, I don't know. It looks like it has just like a little more steam this time than normal. It To me, it doesn't make much sense. I, I don't know what would drive that interest. or Or it's also not clear if the interest is on his part or if it's only on – the NFL's side um i don't know the tons of unanswered questions but i mean i guess like do you give this round any more legitimacy than you know what what seemed to to come up like every offseason when when michigan was playing well under harbaugh
1: i think i think there's a lot more legitimacy to it this year i don't think that means his, his chances of leaving for the nfl are any higher but I think there's some background work going on. You know, you're you're in the thick of declaring for the draft season, transferring season, uh, coaches leaving for other opportunities. Uh, Sean Nua is going over to USC. Um, I think he's going to, you know, do his hardball thing, you know, be quiet. Uh, I think the speculation is real. I think there is always going to be interest for hardball to be in the NFL. The guy's a football coach, I and mean, he wants to coach at the highest level, too. Uh, but I, th- I think with what you saw with the, uh, you know, the pay cut he had to take, uh, that's still donating the money. You know, he's he's uh, this loss hurts for him. You know, more than anybody. But you know, he was becoming prime Harbaugh before uh, before this loss, and, and I think he's still in a really good position uh, with a lot of leverage after a great season, yeah. making the, the playoff. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I think of the first show with the the preseason predictions. We were wondering if he'd make it through the season, you know, if he's, if, if he doesn't <laughs> he's gonna get perform, fired after the IU game, <laughs> you know, if I would have, I think I predicted nine wins. If I would have predicted a college football playoff semifinal, you would have kicked me out as a co-host. Just ended the but, show. You know, <laughs> That's the reality of what it is. He knows that. I think he's going to have some fun, probably relaxing, drinking milk, hanging out with his family while all the speculation goes crazy. And, you know, I think yeah. he's back as a football coach and I think, Whether it's NIL or uh, another good hire to replace Sean New. I I don't know what it will be, but I think there'll be some fireworks for sure.
0: I forgot about the whole milk thing with Jim Harbaugh. When's the last time that thing came up? Didn't he have like a... I think he's
1: tried to bury as much of that stuff as he could until he won. I think we'll see more of it again.
0: Well, that's the right move. That's, you know, lay low, talk less. Wasn't that one of a... I thought it was a Michigan basketball thing a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Talk less. No, say less. I was just going to pull this up. Say less. I just
1: saw it. Speaking of Michigan basketball, we can just move there now because I think that's a good segue. I saw this post on uh, Instagram, but I don't know if you saw it. The post is uh, Devontae Jones going for a layup on the road against North Carolina, so a game that happened last year. And the Oh, yeah, Working Work in, in silence.
0: silence. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. I think uh, – I saw that. <laughs> think they're uh gonna lock it down a little bit you know maybe you won't see tiktok on tiktok as much or something i'm not sure i think they need to figure some some things out though that's very evident my
0: uh first thing i thought when i saw that was like uh yeah you don't have another choice like what are you going to talk about you have to work in silence i mean i know these are uh the the content creators the social media managers the Insanely overworked people who do this stuff in the background. Like, I'm, you know, I'll never knock them. Like, why would you put that out there? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting concept of, of being like a wildly disappointing, what, seven and six basketball team with seemingly no answer. And you're like, (laughs) time to work in silence. Like, yeah, you better not talk. (laughs) Can you imagine? They're going to
1: have to, I mean, they've got Michigan State. Uh, They got Purdue and then Illinois after that. That's a gauntlet. What a stretch. Even if any of them are at home. So, I I think, I don't know. Last night, you know, this is a a Wednesday we're recording, so the Rutgers loss on the road, you know, with five, six players missing. It's almost expected with the way they've been playing, but how bad Michigan still can't find Geo
0: Baker out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, how bad the starters looked together, uh, how bad they were defensively, you know, even the starters again. Uh, you know, Musa Diabate kind of getting hot at the end of the game. I don't know that I ever saw what that was exactly about. But. And Jim Harbaugh, or uh, Jim Harbaugh, he has a good Jim- things to say too. And Juwan Howard has had some good things to say.
0: Both JHs, so that's they, excusable.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they say the right things. Harbaugh says the weird things, Howard says the right things, but. Yeah, I think I think working in silence is a little dramatic of a post, but I think it's just <laughs> put your head down and find a way to get better and and let, make people talk about you in a good way again.
0: I I was just blown away for the second game in a row Michigan defensively like just seemed to constantly lose track of the other team's best shooters. It makes no sense. I understand there are times, especially when you're shorthanded, especially when you're, you're playing, you're given a significant minutes to, to two uh, freshmen. Like there are times you're going to look disorganized. You're going to, you know, get your assignments mixed up, whatever. But back-to-back games, you just get lit up by a duo of shooters who had way too many open shots. I, I don't know how that happens. Like it, it boggles the brain. I don't, get it and it's to the point where i'm watching you know ron harper jr uh nobody's within 10 feet of him and of course they find him because how could you not uh you know rutgers i'm talking about offensively they find him like at the top of the key or something and like you just gotta laugh you just be like what the heck is happening like when they go down the floor on defense like what is happening what is going on uh in in their minds it's like Who's that, Ron Harper Jr.? Never heard of him. We'll give him that shot. Like, I don't know. It it just makes no sense to me. The fact that this keeps happening, the fact that teams keep having, you know, their best game against Michigan, like, that's not a coincidence anymore, I don't think. It, it's Something's happening, and they, they really, really need to get that figured out quickly.
1: The only way this team, this is a little dramatic in, in early January, but I think, the only team this way can salvage the season is probably being a 10 seed in the tournament that makes some kind of sweet 16 elite eight run because i don't know that you you know you definitely don't expect this team to be a top team in the nation they've lost too many games probably already to be a top team in the nation even if they won the rest of them you know they're they're really struggling right now it seems like they have no identity they play no defense they can't find a guy to get hot it seems like uh, Hunter Dickinson's the most consistent player, but also very inconsistent. Plus, he can't play, you know, every minute. Uh, or every Usta position. Diabate will have, have possessions or even back-to-back possessions where he'll look like a, you know, All-American. And then he has back-to-back possessions and a post-game reaction that looks like he's 16. What's the post-game uh, you know, reaction? He just got heated and just yelling you know, something at Rutgers players. Yeah. Uh, i didn't really read into the exchange oh man i missed that later today yeah, i mean it's a, like like i said you know it kind of bowed out of the game it's just it's disappointing to watch you know that they're not gonna you know amount of a comeback and you know sometimes other life happens so you know i just kind of stuck away <laughs> other I mean, life weird happens. what other weird, life uh, happened <laughs> <laughs> weird uh weird the peloton to, yeah, you know what? Might have been. No, that's what I. That's how I missed <laughs> part of the first or part of the. Oh, that's meetings.
0: right. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it's weird. Weird vibes, though. You know, I think we usually leave football season, you know, more than likely disappointed. And again, disappointed yep. uh, because of the result, but not a team that was even expected to be there. Uh, I don't, I don't expect anything but disappointment at this point for Michigan basketball. They just haven't shown me enough to to even generate the same amount of excitement I would have had last season.
0: I think the reason that is, because I feel the same way, results are one thing, um, but but it's the fact that the same themes keep showing up. You know, looking like they're disorganized on both ends of the floor, not hitting shots, missed a bunch of shots at the rim, uh, and not all of them were contested like I think that can sometimes be a misleading stat I mean Michigan just missed some wide open layups uh yesterday against Rutgers giving up way too many open looks defensively uh like I said losing track basically of the other teams like best shooters that's something that keeps happening It so you know if it had been a loss but Michigan somehow find a, found a way to, to just like look a little better. I'd have been like, okay, maybe this is getting back on track, but here we are at this point in the season. And, and maybe the pause has something to do with it. You know, certainly like not having the depth they were used to, I'm sure it had something to do with it, but um, I've seen enough of like the same old, same old that it's like, oh crap. Uh, you know, do they actually get this fixed in any way? I mean, you're about to play Michigan state. Which uh, is is going to be a really difficult game you're about to play. Purdue, same case. Like, I don't see a lot of opportunities to uh, improve yourself without just doing it like in the thick of it, like getting thrown into the fire and somehow finding a way to do it. Some teams do that, of course, and maybe Michigan can, but you're pretty much out of opportunities to like ease your way back into a salvageable season like they're just going to have to figure it out on the fly. And I haven't seen anything that tells me they're going to do it.
1: It's almost like they're going to go into emergency mode. You know, they've, they've got to find a way to, to win games, uh, salvage a season. And, you know, what bigger opportunities could you have other than having Michigan State and Purdue back-to-back? You know, if Michigan wins one of those games somehow, I think it, you would definitely look at the team different, even though you're still disappointed with, won the other loss out of those two and then all the other losses that've already accumulated this season but you have opportunities if you can hang with a Michigan State and you know somehow beat to Purdue or vice versa uh, if you get blown out one and win another one that you steal another one you know I think you got to find a way to win one of these you have the talent to do so I don't, I don't think anyone can can question the ability of, of the players Michigan has they just don't seem to be able to put it together offensively and then I don't know if it's just breakdowns defensively, lack of communication, guys not playing their hardest. I mean, defensively, not being able to to stop a hot shooter is, I mean, it's unbearable to watch compared to, you know, Luke Yaklich and, and that John Beeline team where mm, it felt like yeah. they could shut anybody down at any moment. And you worried about a Luke Hancock going off in a national championship, a guy you didn't even uh, talk about on a podcast like ours. So I feel <laughs> like... I feel like you are seeing the opposite. Star players are, are making plays. You know, there are guys last year that were star players that went off against Michigan. Michigan somehow under Jawan Howard is one of the best teams in the nation at letting another team star to shine, even even when they've won games. But, there's got to be a stat yeah, on that. That's, there's there's got to be a lot of stats we don't like for basketball this year, we'll and I'm it. hoping some of those turn around.
0: I I want to end on, on two questions: one basketball, one football. First, um, who's the guy who, who like could have some kind of resurgence this season uh, for basketball? You know, I'm gonna go Caleb Houston.
1: You know, put a lot. That's what I was on thinking. A, a freshman, but I think you you saw Iggy Brazdekas do it on a, on a team that did not have as much talent. Uh, I I think you've seen other freshmen you know play plenty well in uh, their first season or their one season, you know, a couple of seasons they've had. Uh, I'd say Caleb Houston, you know, has to, to look like the Caleb Houston we expected because there's there's no excuse for, you know, playing that bad consistently. You know, a player has to make shots too. Uh, he just hasn't had it overall. He, he's looked lost, you know. that This last game is a horrible example because he played far too many minutes for, for anybody that young. Uh, but I, I think he'll become more seasoned as the year goes on and hopefully become a little bit more consistent because consistency, at any position outside of Hunter Dickinson would be very welcomed if you're Michigan.
0: Yeah. I imagine people would say Caleb Houston. And, and if that's not the most popular answer, then I think it would be Eli Brooks. Uh, next last question to wrap things up here, football, uh, who do you want to win the national championship? Do you care?
1: I'll we'll go with Georgia. Um, I think, like you said, I think we forgot with beating Ohio State for the first time in a decade, you know, the excitement of a Big Ten championship, dominating the Big Ten championship, you know, knowing that Alabama would would beat Georgia that same day. Um, I think you got to remember that, you know, that was a team that was supposed to be a team of destiny, one of the best defenses in college football history, and they just ran into the one team that they run into every year that has better (laughs) athletes than they do. Um, They'll play that team again that still has better athletes than they do, but they're as closely matched as any team in the nation to Alabama. Uh, And I think Georgia will win, and and I hope they do. I hope Michigan at least can say they got dominated by the national champion.
0: Sure. I'm sure that'll make everyone feel better. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe us. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. uh, We'll be back next week uh, probably from here on out, man, I guess unless something – big happens on the football side we'll be we'll just be talking about Jawan Howard and and those Wolverines Jim Harbaugh to the to Bears Jim Harbaugh to the Bears we we're talking pre-show about how that's the most appropriate destination for someone like Jim Harbaugh get him in the the windy city where it's bitterly cold and I I think that just that fits so well if he were ever to go to an NFL job I I would lobby for the Bears I think that's culturally just like a wonderful fit for him uh, we we can talk about that later, though. I guess you know, yeah, it's it's basketball basically from here on out. So yep. that's what that's what we'll be doing, and for better or for worse, you know, that's. <laughs> I don't know. I I wish I could say that that uh I feel really confident. I don't, but either way, I mean, we'll just come back here weekly, talk about it, drink our whiskey, do our thing. It'll be fun. So we'll catch you next week. Uh, take care out there, and go blue. Go blue.